not the same tackle, but it's the same. It's the same foul. It's a rare. It's got to be a rare. I need a tinfoil hat for this because I've been dream- oh, there's big conspiracy. I'm convinced there's conspiracies throughout the league. But my number one oh, conspiracy, I mean, the, is the captain of England never gets sent off. Like the I captain mean, of England really? could have pulled Harry Kane could AK fifty seven. It's a straight red, He's Mike. Yeah, straight red. God, it's at least two reds. Yeah, it's out of control. He's off the ground, doesn't get the ball, connects with his shed. Mike, like, it's literally the definition of dangerous play. It didn't got- even go to VAR, Mike. This is how you know that Harry Maguire is not a good player, is that he still manages to get sent off despite being <laughs> England vice captain. Also, one is uh, that week where all the big teams won by dubious penalties. I mean, that was a little bit suspicious. Dubious penalties? Are you serious? In in Liverpool's, Liverpool's against Villa was dubious. Man City's no, no. was dubious. Um, City's was dubious. I can't remember Liverpool, Liverpool's and Chelsea's were stonewalls. Absolute stonewall pens. Put the agenda one. Oh my god, was that Eric Dyer? <laughs> what? Mike, the misses. Oh my god, if you watch yeah. that game well, Tottenham could have been about 4 0 up. Kane well, is costing me this, this draft. When goal. Son missed the. When Son missed that. Fucking Around the keeper. Ball. Well, that's offside anyway. It was offside. Yeah. It wouldn't have counted even yeah. if you had taken it around. Still shocking, but. And how did Alisson save that one from Deli Ali, by the way? No idea. Yeah, Deli Ali, De- Ali, Ali looks like a creator character in pro clubs. Mate, honestly, the guy's wank and he has what's been. With that? What's like, with yeah, that? Yeah, like, that pink one. The single the pink, pink dread, like. Yeah, I would say, what's going on there? Like the Joker going through a crisis. He's going for a fight. Paul needs to hang up his whistle. Is that what refs do? Bulls in and he's hanging his whistle. If every if every referee that had got a call wrong over the last week had to hang up his whistle, oh dear, we'd have none left. Oh, oh no, Allison. The Robertson the Robertson decision, by the way, the first decision they got right all game. The what decision, Robertson? Yeah, because I'm not. Oh, I, it was rad. Explain to me how there wasn't a penalty for Liverpool in the first oh, half. Oh yeah, it's a shocker that Robertson. Uh, what? What? On Jota, because he doesn't win the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen yeah. them given all day. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's had to go to the monitor for the Robertson one. Yeah, we're not honestly. going to the monitor for the for Kane. Yeah, that's why. I'm... Yeah, you want to know why? Because Robertson's oh. Scottish and he's not the captain of England. Yeah, oh, mate. Yeah. Honestly, I think Liverpool fans have a right to be fuming at that. I mean, if it's only Liverpool Robertson... fans. Anyone has a right to be angry that Harry Kane's not right. this festive period. Should Harry Kane have been sent off? It looks like the shortest yeah. video Sky Sports have ever posted on their YouTube. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> not, it was against Liverpool, to be fair. Like I remember Diego Costa once with a slightly questionable tackle versus Liverpool, and it was all I saw for four weeks. They were like, <laughs> Jamie Carragher was like, Costa crimes! <laughs> Alright, Jamie. Let's perhaps not focus on violence from Liverpool. Okay. Anyway, should we kick this podcast off? As you, can tell, as you can tell, I'm in a fucking fantastic place. <laughs> I've just have been angry at football all weekend, so here we go. Um, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Around Podcast. Joining us for his last ever appearance on the podcast, oh. unless he comes on the Christmas special, is Mr. David Harris. Dave, hello. Hi there. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not the last, the last dance, if you like, Well. 
<laughs> Mike's still watching the highlights and he's just uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, uh, I've just I've just watched Kieran Clark. What in the world? <laughs> Kieran Clark, honestly, I'm not sure he cuts it as solid or more than what I've seen. How is Joel Lindsay supposed to do anything with this guy? Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of Joel Lindsay, that voice you can hear right now, have it flipping the hell out, is uh, Mike Breslin, sports media's number one, number one. Joel Linton correspondent. Got some great news on the Joel Linton front, by the way. When was there good news on the Joel Linton front? Well, no, no, it's not. It's it's not to do with his play. It's fair okay. to say. Um, I was chatting to a friend of the pod, Joey, over the weekend, and he's informed me that the Newcastle fans have a song now. I need to get some practice in. Oh, this is box office. I need to get some practice in, but <laughs> Joel Linton song. All right. So yeah, it's great news. It's a, it's fantastic. It really is. I need you to have that ready to go on the Christmas special. I need you to have it ready to go. Okay. Um. Oh, football, bloody hell. So, um, bit of a weird one today because we're all in a. As soon, as, I feel like we might be in a situation where we release this pod. Two days later, they go, you know what, we fucked this. Let's do a quick break in the season. Yeah. Um, equally, they might not do that. But um, so we didn't really talk about it last week, did we, Mike? No, we didn't try and avoid it, yeah. Um, so United, obviously, and Spurs have been battling COVID outbreaks for a while. Then midweek, um, Chelsea had an outbreak, um, but carried on playing. And then a few other teams have had outbreaks and had their matches postponed, including Everton Leeds at the Everton Leicester at the weekend, for example. Um lads, clearly a lot of players are missing games for COVID. I really don't know where to start with this because part of me can't believe it's that we're here and again another year having another COVID episode. But who yeah. wants to who wants to talk to me about how they feel the Premier League's handling all of this? Um, I don't think they're handling it particularly well, given that, I mean, even the team, the matches that did go ahead at the weekend, most of them, if you looked at their benches, some of them were naming like three keepers just to try and get seven subs. Leeds, for example, had pretty much a bunch of youngsters and were starting some youngsters. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the play's been affected. You've already got half the fixtures this weekend cancelled because of COVID outbreaks. I mean, if that isn't the indication that there's a problem, I, I don't know what is. Um, and I saw also last week the tests, um, the positive results, sorry, from the round of COVID tests is actually the record high that there's ever been in the Premier League, even when it was obviously off and they were testing week in, week out. So, what, I mean, come on, guys, look at the statistics and, and surely that tells you it's, it's time to take a break and, yeah do something about it Michael well yeah I mean we over doubled the amount of cases in the Premier League this week I think we did uh, indeed up to, up to 90 I'm just trying to find the uh, here we are it was nine. Um, it was 90 positive tests sorry yeah what I want to know is voted for what in this uh, in this meeting I, I really want to I want to find out who was voting for what um Premier League have confirmed that 77% of its players are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. 
That is not enough. It's ninety-two. It's 98% in La Liga. Yeah. In fact, and La Liga's uh, yeah. are going ahead still. It's interesting. Yes, if, you, if you look around Europe at the other top football leagues, they are all, I think, in the 90s. American sports. American sports. America. <laughs> Never mind. But... <laughs> For goodness sake, we are so far behind even America's sports leagues here. I don't know what the issue is or what's going on. Um, clearly, we need better vaccination rates to help avoid this going forward. And I also think this circuit breaker was a really good idea, and I have no idea why they voted it down. Um Apparently, according to the report that's come out from this meeting, the Premier League has made it clear to the clubs they will be expected to use under-21 players to make up the numbers uh, for any COVID-19 uh, regulars oh. who are ruled sorry first-team regulars who are ruled out with COVID-19. Is that really what we want to watch? Because I, I don't really want to watch the Burnley no. under-21s. Well, and it's, is it's anyone like, in Burnley under the age of 21? It's <laughs> a great question. Well, they all look older, Will. Rough paper around. Uh, let me tell you, they're born 42. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back to that about the under-21s, I mean, come the end of the season when, you know, they'll obviously have this current, like, outbreak resolved, you know, a team could go down because they got... They lost two games when they had to play like under 21s, do you not think that sort of brings the integrity of the league into question a little bit? If you're forcing teams to do that when other teams don't, because it's, it's a virus, it's not their fault. It's not like you can say, Oh, you've had this outbreak it's, because your team's been irresponsible. It's, Premier, it's just, it seems unavoidable right now. The Premier League's argument would be that you don't have this when there's an injury. So, for example, if someone tears an ACL, well, you that's, don't stop that's the league's one, isn't it? That would be what the league would say. Yeah. I guess I just think it's I just think it's unfair. So I'll, I'll, and the players, obviously. I think it's I think it's a to, I think the way they handle it is a total absolute disaster. To be honest, I think the Christmas period, which I do enjoy, the Christmas period is always really really tough on teams, particularly on the legs because you're playing so many games. Oh. But if you've got COVID halving squads and you're asking and you're base and you're saying well teams if you if you're fighting at the bottom or if you're fighting at the top and you've every game is every game is always important but if it's particularly even more important and you're asking these players to do high intensity workloads every three days that's you're going to lead to more injuries which means that come the start of next year you're going to see more more teams at like half strength which is which is not what the Premier League wants. It's not what the Premier League wants from an entertainment standpoint. Beyond looking at the actual health of the players, which should be the number one concern. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Premier League's not concerned about training bubbles because it's like let the um, the young lads play. But I mean, if you play, if you let these young lads play and that you introducing them to these hostile environments, which are clearly carrying COVID, you're putting more and more people at risk. And many of these young lads bodies are probably not developed enough to play senior football three three times a week anyway absolutely not it it, is they're just i mean you come back to it again it is it's just all it's all about money it's they've crammed too much they crammed too much football into the season which leads to situations like this whereas if they postponed one of chelsea's games for examples because chelsea have also got the club world cup they're fucked where are they going to play it yeah it's a good point and they're like and 
I mean, the, obvi- the obvious answer is to remove the pointless games like the Carabao Cup and things like that. But what, why is the again. Carabao Cup semi-final two? Is it even quarter-finals are two-legged? I don't know. Are we serious? This is 2021. <laughs> did, didn't they change it to go straight to pens now? Or am I thinking of FA Cup? Replays. That is true, but after two legs, what do we need two legs for? But it's 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 the classic thing that no one in football has any common sense because we're still there's if you don't think this is we're still going to be fighting this pandemic a year from now I think that's or in some format there's going to be a problem every winter it's gonna it's gonna get worse and next year so at winter which is the worst time for football because there's the most games most chances of injuries anyway you're gonna be playing with these depleted squads so you know what they're gonna do next year they're gonna play a winter World Cup yeah. No one, in, that. no one in football <clears throat> has any sen- any common sense. And the Premier League, they're a, they're a joke. Like <sighs> The fact they let Chelsea play Everton, and even if Chelsea had won 4-0, it wouldn't have mattered. The fact that they let Chelsea, who had four positive tests on the day, many of which were in training with the other crop of players, that same day, play in that fixture is a joke. An absolute joke. Well, I think this, is another, this, this is another issue in that we don't know where they, they draw the line. It's no, we don't. Outbreaks. We don't. We don't actually have a clue because, because we don't know how many cases Man United have. We don't know how many cases. Um, is it Burnley? Is that is that why the Villa game got called off? Villa yeah. Burnley? Yeah. We don't know how until these these no, Villa, cases sorry. come out was, today. Uh, Villa. Was Villa? Sorry. But we don't know where the threshold is for what the Premier League consider an outbreak. That would at least help the fans and everyone understand, surely. Dave? Well, I, I was just saying, I'm going to say, do you remember at the Euros where Mason Mount had to isolate because he hugged Billy Gilmore, but the Scotland players didn't have to isolate? Like, I don't think football's ever had any idea what to do about these sort of things. Like, I forgot about that. And, and Will, like Will says... Yeah, they've trained with the other players. It doesn't mean that other players... Maybe they'll test negative now, but everyone knows that within 48 hours you could develop the symptoms or it could be traceable on a test. Like it ben Chilwell, who is out with an ACL, caught COVID at Chelsea. And he caught really? it from well, being in and around that. the... Tra- great podcast. In and around the training area. And you carry on. Okay, that's bonkers. I didn't know it was ridiculous. Absolutely, and they're like, they're like, well, but the Premier League's excuse is probably like, oh, he was already injured. I'm like, that yeah, does not matter. Yeah, You've clearly that's... got an outbreak there. <laughs> There's clearly an issue. Clearly, this, and then you've got you've got, you've got what is it Lukaku, Werner, and Havertz at first, and then they were like, and Hudson Odoi, and then they were like, oh, well, Christensen's got it too. Oh, and Havertz, who was a fault. Havertz, who was pos- negative, then positive, then positive again. He's got it too. So I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I'm a, I, I just want to know how the boots to not have a break here. I don't understand it because there's not going to be any games anyway. But, no. but, but, but we're at the point where... Like you watched, you watched Arsenal play Leeds, and Arsenal, Leeds, Leeds have got other problems. But you watch Arsenal play Leeds; these are two teams that aren't affected, and they're able to play at full strength and able to boss the league. For example, they're able to act, they look they look really good against these other weakened teams. Tell you what, we haven't said that about Arsenal for a in while. In two weeks, it takes COVID outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> in two weeks, when 
in two weeks when Arsenal have got like a COVID outbreak and they're losing again, like the matches that people play against them aren't as valid, are they? No. Like, well, I think that comes back to exactly what Dave was saying earlier, doesn't it? Like, where's the sporting integrity if it's all you youngsters playing? What's yeah. the point? I, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here, to be honest. <laughs> I know what us three are doing, but I don't know what they're doing. <sighs> Slam dunk that games in the 28th to the 30th, that window they were talking about cancelling would just not be on. It's, it's almost too late, isn't it, though? Because if you'd done it like a week ago, when it was starting to come about, you'd have protected more clubs, I probably, and you'd have um, you'd have had your festive fixture list all sorted. Yeah. You still yeah. had football on Boxing Day and New Year's Eve, which are the days that do really well for the Premier League. You'd have still had that. But, um, yeah, because the three title challengers all play each other in January. If they're still suffering from COVID outbreaks and it's youngsters playing, that's a big problem for the Premier League commercially. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I mean, I would like to watch Harvey Vale play for Chelsea, but I don't think any fucking neutrals would. Who was that, Will? Sorry, Harvey Vale. I'd quite like to watch him play for Chelsea, but not on soon to Bell, but none of the fucking neutrals would like to watch that. (laughs) Could you imagine my dad sat there going, oh, Sue Sup Bell, I'd rather watch him rather than Lukaku. It's a problem <laughs> for the Premier League. As far yeah, as that's as very true. I'm saying this was a man with tickets on Boxing Day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, fucking cancel the game. I don't want to go. Who have they got? Uh, Villa. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's not going well. It might do now because they're going to just play the 21s, aren't they? Yeah. Um, right. Should we talk about vaccinations then? Fuck me. Oh, God, I, I forgot about that. Let's get the vaccine. That's about that's about as far as... I, I mean, everyone just listen to Jürgen Klopp. For the first time, maybe, on this podcast... I, oh, I actually the want to his quote. The three of us will endorse a Jürgen Klopp quote. I think. Mm. Well, he's not complaining about the fucking air lost. It. I mean, Jurgen Klopp was being a twat yesterday. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, Chelsea have got. Standard. He said Chelsea practically played a first team. But I was like, just fuck off, buddy. All right, they played Christian Pulisic up front, and for American, he can't fucking shoot. <laughs> Honestly, hold on. Klopp on. I wonder if he's back. He is actually, which is, is a massive surprise because he's got an absolute fucking case of guns. <sighs> Hold on. I want this quote because it is really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you can tell where we stand. I've, I've had all three. I think. Yeah, I'm saying I had mine this, my beast this morning. I haven't not, I didn't fancy it. There we go. Well, I'm not surprised um, Brexit happened over there. If I had custard creams in a cuppa, he'd be, he'd be there. <laughs> and I, I do understand, uh, obviously, that uh, there should, in theory, be a choice. But if you're gonna be if you're gonna be in a pro sports league, I think getting paid this sort of money to do a job, you need to be available to do the job. I, I also f- sorry, go on, Mike. Right, no, you crack on. I was just gonna say, I also think the privileged position footballers were put in 
during the lockdowns where they got to keep playing. I know they stopped for a couple of months initially. I'm going to step off the bench. They were they were put in this position where they got to keep playing, keep training when most people were stuck at home and able to do practically anything other than go for like a walk with one friend outside. The least they can do for me is take the vaccine. They've been in this very privileged position to keep doing what they're doing. And it's ultimately for their own protection and to to keep the league going. Has there been any cancelled uh, games in the other top divisions in Europe? I actually don't think there's been a single one. And obviously, this comes down to vaccination, surely. I'm going to step off the bench here. The wild shooting a three out of bounds. I don't give a fuck if you're a footballer, if you're just a normal person. If you're not taking the vaccine, you're a moron. An absolute moron. He's, he's baffling to me. Like, anti, the whole idea of anti-vax being a, a completely legitimate position is bullshit, quite frankly. Yeah. It is total and utter horseshit nonsense that is going to kill loads of people that could be saved. There you are. Like, I love this idea that you won't trust the science. You won't, like... If, if you have a problem with your car and you take your car to the mechanic to fix it and he fixes it and he says, oh, well, it, you actually need to, you need to do this to the wheel, for example. You don't turn around and go, no, chief, I think uh, Sandra on Facebook knows more. You're a fucking <laughs> moron if you believe that. And it's the same. It's exactly the same with the vaccine. It's exactly the same with the vaccine. Go and have it. It will do it. It won't stop you from being able to get it because that's not how it works. But it will actually halve the symptoms and you'll feel much better afterwards, When even if you do have it. And crucially, you might not kill your fucking nan. Anyway, moving on to footballers. You talk about footballers with like their sports science and how they're all crazy. And they say, oh, we're doing a plant based diet. It's really great. We're doing we're doing plant based diets. It's all this next level sports science like the Cristiano Ronaldo does. And then you're like, yeah, but I won't get this vaccine that's been created by some of the world's top sciences sciences scientists it's just baffling to me isn't it I, d- I don't understand it i don't understand how anyone that even has a brain cell could think that so if you're anti-vax as far as i'm concerned you don't have a brain cell and um yeah fuck off basically fuck off there we go yeah. that's the end of the round pod official stance on vaccines we're for them yeah we are yeah yeah and if you don't like it stop listening <laughs> I look forward to someone sending us a horrible email now. Well, email us at in and around pod at gmail.com so I can block you because I would like to. And I, from, I just don't understand it from look. Footballers can if you have a concern that the vaccine could be detrimental for your health. And of course, there are exceptions. If there is a legitimate exception, that's fine. But if you're. A normal healthy person you should be getting something like the vaccine it's just important that you do and if Kylian Mbappe who has more who is a superhuman person and has more to lose than any of us gets the vaccine then I think you should get the vaccine too yep I, I, would, I would second everything Will just said there we I are very thank good you. thank you Dave is over there looking at his phone trying to find anti-vax points he's no, like well if the vaccine it's attacks it's less it's <laughs> He's, he's refreshing his NHS app to see if his booster's on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dave wants to get back at the strip club, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, definitely doesn't. He's never been away. I've, I've never been to one, actually. He works at one. Years. Behind the bar. He's uh, selling them chicken wings. 
Yeah, I bet a lot of people in the strip clubs would take chicken wings. Well. Be we're, look- <sighs> we're looking for a bit of levity now, aren't we? But before we move off vaccines, I do think there's a really interesting point that there's a second part of this. Like, if you- We've obviously got a transfer window coming mm. up in January. Do you buy someone who isn't, isn't vaccinated? Does this be- wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't that- does this become something that every scouting report includes. in the world includes? Like... I think that's a great shout, actually. I hadn't thought of it like that, but I think, uh, I mean, when you're spending millions of pounds, you need these people to be available, like I was kind of saying earlier. And the best way to be available, obviously, you can still catch it, but you're more likely to get back quicker, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you are less likely to get it, even by You are less likely to get it, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, you're spending millions of pounds. Why would you? spend it on someone whose availability is already in question because they wouldn't take a vaccine i don't i think that would be smart i hadn't thought of that but i think that would be very smart well and also if the whole squad is vaccinated you don't want to bring someone in unvaccinated because they could ultimately bring it into the club like like they're obviously more likely to catch it so you could bring it into the the rest of the squad or or to the staff yeah it's just like, yeah, I think it would make sense really well. Imagine if they t- imagine if people in the past had turned down the smallpox vaccine. I know. Just have the vaccine, you weirdos. Should we talk about football? Yeah. Actual That's football good. and not. Do a, bit, do a bit of footy. Um, Mike, you picked out three teams earlier on. Which one do you want to talk about? Let's bear in mind that one of them, one of them I'll be grumpy about. <laughs> yeah should we start with Leeds Arsenal then or, well more on the Leeds side I think yeah yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask the immortal question that every host has to ask at this time of the season about an underperforming team Jens are we worried about Leeds yes nah no Ooh, Dave give me the four uh, and then Mike will give you the against yeah I, I think my my for them being worried uh basically they're using the same the same thing they were using last season this season it's not working and Bielsa is trying to go toe-to-toe with everyone and clearly has no plan b plan a isn't working how i mean i know at the moment they have a lot of injuries but how are they going to turn this around with yeah I mean, you can't keep taking heavy defeats. It's going to have an effect on all your players, and you've got to you've got to be more clever with how you manage matches. Like against the big teams, try and play for a point. Don't try and go toe to toe with them because you're just getting. What does what does a Leeds plan B look like to you, Dave? Be more plan B to me looks more actually trying to get behind the ball instead of. Just try to constantly break against people with loads so, of men forward. So move away from the man-to-man system. Basically, what Dave is saying is, is that Bielsa has to not be there for. <laughs> I think that's. I think that Bielsa's not going to play like. What, I don't think. I'm not saying it's a Bielsa thing necessarily. I'm just saying that. No, I know you're not. But if it, they, they need, need to change the style, something. then they need a new manager. Basically, don't they, they need? They need something, or at least him to. Because obviously last year it was great. 
they were great. There's no denying that. But this season, due to injuries, and I think people haven't worked them out, it's just not having the same effect. Not even close. They've been crap, frankly. Crap. It's... I know you said due to injuries. Their squad's you, tiny. And you, yeah, and you, get, and you gave it, and you did say due to injuries. I feel like this conversation should be prefaced by there's all these smaller tactical reasons which perhaps won, and then also recognising that they haven't had their top scorer fit for most of the season. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the reason I'm a lot less worried than Dave, is that all these injuries. No, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm worried. I think they could I think they could be in trouble, but simply because when do they get him back? When do they when do they ever get to full strength? That is a legitimate worry, but to me, it's, it is more about the injuries than less the tactical side, and I think that's... I mean, when we come on to one of the other teams, I think that's pretty simple too over there. But I, that's kind of where I land. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the list of injuries is is ridiculous when we were talking about first team players. You've got Diego Lorente, who hopefully will be back soon. Jack Harrison, Liam Cooper, Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford, Dan James, <clears throat> Rodrigo and Pascal Stroik, all injured. I, I would imagine in uh, Bielsa's first 11, if he was to pick one, Almost all of those names would make it into that. So, um, we took, I mean, Calvin Phillips and Bamford aren't just names to the list. We're talking about two of Leeds' three most important players, aren't we? There, yeah, absolutely. And that's well, yeah, Liam Cooper, their captain's also on that list. I mean, these are key, key components to what to what Leeds do. Dave mentioned the small, the small squad, he's right. Obviously, that's how Bielsa likes to work, but in a season like this when you get some bad luck and you're going to get and they they have a lot of injuries it's making it very difficult to to play the way that he wants to play I mean we're we're talking about like they had what was it Craig Forshaw in the, is that his name Adam, Adam Forshaw, Forshaw. formerly at Brentford playing central midfield <laughs> I mean Luke Ailing was a, a centre half this is not a and they played that kid. Was it? Is it dra- drama? Dra- drama. Dra- yeah, right back. He right. had a. He that was, was quite a baptism of fire, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I am worried, yes, but not worried in the. Se- I don't think they're going to go down. Um, they need to get the players back fit, but I don't think they're going to go down. Unless Bielsa leaves, then it gets really interesting. I think, it, and I just, it's starting to look like he might. Yeah. So I've got two things to say. The first is that Leeds' Leeds entire club, beyond the first team, I was reading this the other day, they all now play in a similar way to what Bielsa's instilled there. So they're very much taking it on board. So I think any uh, and the next managerial appointment will look to be in the same vein. So I know, and obviously we'll not do it as well as Bielsa. This is the thing with Bielsa. When it starts to go wrong, we have seen it in the past that he just walks away. And... You'd like to think that he wouldn't walk away in this situation because you get the feeling that Leeds might be a special project for him. But you do because always have that risk. This is the longest he's ever stayed at, at a club, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So the, this is already unprecedented for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the kind of narrative seems to have changed a bit as yeah. well. Yeah. It. it it certainly doesn't feel good. It feels quite similar to me to Sheffield United in that that first season, yeah. so good, small squad, everyone's in, enamoured with them. Second season, real, real rotten luck with injuries. And they get on the end of one too many Tonkins and they're sort of, they're gone. 
Mm-hmm. Luckily, they have Rafinha on their side, and that really could He's help. He's a brilliant player. Rafinha is... <laughs> Rafinha is some player, some boy. But yeah, they are definitely one to watch, for sure. That's going to be interesting. I mean, you've got fifteen a 15-year-old on their bench on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, what's really worrying is that because it's December... We couldn't be told by the commentary that he had an exam the next day. So. It's a great shame. Yeah, real shame. Um, you want to take us through another team, Mike? Uh, yeah, Chelsea were next on our list, Fuck so off. we can go to, we can go <laughs> to Wolves Hill, Chelsea now, and let let Will well let Will that. run wild on this one. I think. Uh, <laughs> it's the dullest thing I've ever seen. Honestly, what a dull game of football. Um. Chelsea have got no one fit. I mean, they have got people fit. Like you could look at you look you look at the Chelsea team at the weekend. You were like, you're like, that's quite strong. And then you realise that Ziyech and Pulisic are not actually good players. But also, you're looking at that midfield and you you were like, Kante is just back from a hamstring injury, going to have to play 90 minutes. Trevor Chalobah just back from an injury and he's going to have to play 90 minutes. And he actually went off injured again. Um, and then they brought Saul off the bench, who has been. I don't want to say worse than Bakayoko, but I think worse than Bakayoko. I, I didn't think he was going to get another game in a Chelsea shirt, but all he these should. injuries have allowed him back. Yeah, he 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 was he's been dreadful. But I don't know. My annoyance with Chelsea is, is more the way that people are talking about Chelsea. It's just that Chelsea are not good right now, but that's probably because they've they've had Kovacic and Kante two players that would be getting extended reps in the midfield out for the vast majority of the last couple of months, which has meant that Jorginho on one leg and Ruben Loftus-Cheek have had to be your midfield cover, which has meant that Chelsea are getting counter-attacked way more. And and then you're sort of like, well, everyone's like, well, they're not really title challengers. And I'm sort of like, I'll turn around and say to you this. The only reason we had Chelsea has been title challengers because in the off-season, they bought Romelu Lukaku and we all went, oh, they'll be able to score goals now. Lukaku's missed seven weeks this season. And when he has been on the pitch, he hasn't been that good. Outside of the first five games, he yeah. wasn't that good. But then again, he's not been allowed to get any rhythm with the players he's supposed to be playing with because Mount Havertz... Lukaku, I think, have started two games together. Wow. That's your three best attacking players started three games together. And they're not going to be able to build any rhythm. So I just think if this was if this was Liverpool, we would be talking about the injury situation a lot more. Yeah, it has gone a little under the radar. I will give you that. I will give you that. Like we're playing Marcus Alonso at left wing back. Like You've lost all. You've lost. He's a car. I mean, no pun intended. He's a car crash. You've you've lost all. You, you lost all dynamic play. I mean, the only reason and people will probably turn around and go, you'll be able. To, but Conte won a Premier League with Marcus Alonso at left wing back. That's because Hazard was playing left wing and he's the, one of the best players the Premier League's ever seen and he could carry an attack by himself. It's just. He's, he's a joke, that man. <laughs> well, he was just, at that time anyway. They. Chelsea won't Chelsea won't win the league this year they haven't really had a chance to even show what they're capable of when they had everyone fit they were pissing the league absolutely pissing the league and ever since they've not had people fit things have gone wrong and let me tell you what if your best players don't play you don't play your best football simple as 
There you go. Well, that's our that's our checking with Chelsea. I mean, you guys can you guys feel free to disagree, but I mean, I do think I they definitely haven't played well, which you did acknowledge. They haven't played as well recently. There clearly is a lot of injuries in the Chelsea team. We're in and around that squad. Great podcast. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they're like when, when everyone's back fit again, I guess. that's That'll be the test. Whether, still, whether everything's still working or not. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad I didn't watch Wolves-Chelsea 0-0 on, uh, on the weekend. 90 minutes, 90 minutes, I'm not getting back from my life. We can add it to that the Everton game midweek too. I, I wouldn't have recommended to anyone to watch no. those two games, but no. there you go. No. Uh, should, we do, should we do the Toon Army again? Yeah, briefly. Have a brief check-in up north. Yeah, sure. It's looking, <laughs> bleak. It's looking very bleak. I mean, yeah. I, I have never seen anything quite like Kieran Clark's defending. <laughs> I really haven't. Uh, since since he might be the worse than Grant Hanley, he might be <laughs> on the, on my scale of centre backs. I mean that the red card that he pulled against Norwich, which uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago on the pod, I watched in full that game was appalling and I th- and then i mean I, I don't i don't know what what he was doing for that goal. I, I really have never seen anything like it and i just want to also say that ryan fraser when he went down for that to try and get a penalty that really reminded me of jared Zakiri. i actually thought they'd signed him I thought that was just a move that I'd missed, that Shakiri had gone to Newcastle. <laughs> uh, Ryan Fraser's just... Uh, his big move was to Newcastle, right? Like, <laughs> um, gone well. He'll be playing championship football next year. Yeah, I mean, are they gone? It's, it's looking very hard to turn around, isn't it? They've not really had any injuries, so this is literally Newcastle. They can't. They don't have the excuse of, like, Leeds or... Some of the other teams down there that have had injuries or players that are unavailable. Newcastle have had no real COVID outbreaks and they've not not had any injury crisis. They're just crap. St. Maximin as well, by the way. Not been... I mean, the guy's clearly got ability, but is he better than more than like six games a season? I'm not sure. Uh, you can't judge Sam Maximan. True, if you put like, him in a good team, I'm sure he'd be great. I don't even, I don't even think it's putting him in a good team. It's putting him in just a semi-competent team. Like he looked good last year because he was in a semi-competent team. Like they weren't great last year by any stretch of matter, but they're better than this. I mean, what does Eddie Howe do here? Like I look at it, I don't think there's a personnel move. I'm not sure there's a tactical move that fixes anything. They look bereft. I've literally got nothing. Yeah. But what I want to ask you to is like. If you're a Newcastle player and you're sat there and everyone's talking about you being moved on at the end of the season, is that the best environment for you to be in, playing? No. no. Would you play that hard in that environment? Unless you're someone... I mean, you can, you can try out the old, we're, we're professionals. <laughs> I missed that one. We've seen what Kieran Clark thinks about. Yeah, we have seen what Kieran Clark thinks. And he does not think he's not playing for his future at the club. Let me tell you, he is so far gone. 
Clark. That guy will be lucky if he turns up in League Two next season. Honestly, Villa, he is awful. A few years ago, Villa had a set about pairing that was um, it's Nathan Baker and Clark, yes, and it was one of the best about pairings I think I've ever seen. It was it was fucking torrid. It was so funny. Um, I don't what happened to Nathan Baker? What level is that guy playing? He went. At? He went to Bristol, but the thing is with Nathan he Baker, can't he, still be in the he looked like he looked like he'd had a bus, mate. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> he's the type of player that you you deep down you like. He's not Bristol a City, player. to be fair. You're like he's not a great player, but you'd you'd watch him. You'd watch him like on Ultimate Warrior or something. Um, <laughs> Chris Kamara on comms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You loved him. Um, I just I don't see a a turnaround for Newcastle no. at all. No, uh, I, no I, I don't know they... where they go here. Uh, I think uh, I think they might be going down. I like, really I'm... might. It must be. I mean, I don't know. They can't. It's not like we said it at the time of the takeover. Who are they going to even buy in January? Now they're even further adrift. Who's yeah. going to go there? I mean, and and does that even change it if you bring in one or two? Well, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Anyone's an upgrade on Javi Mankio, but for God's sake. What it's, it's the fullbacks. They're playing one of the Murphys at fullback. Yeah, Jacob, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... Now, it's just I managed Newcastle on Football Manager last season, I believe it was. And, and the first out the door was Jacob Murphy, <laughs> it's fair to say. Let me tell you. What, what I really want to know is, and you're going to have to take off your rose tinted goggles here, Mike, is, do you know Joel Linton's on what, like 100k a week for four more years? That is an, that is an immovable contract. You cannot get rid of him at all. Like, he's <laughs> just going to sit there for four years, which means this part has content for four more years. Yeah, we're, we're still going to be rocking and rolling that shit out for another four years. It's going to be great when uh, they're in like, a, they're in like, in four years' time, they're in the Champions League final, and Joel Linton's getting garbage time minutes off the bench. It's gonna be wonderful, mate. He, he's gonna be like the new Firmino. <sighs> Jesus, Dave, is. is there um, is are there any team you want to quickly check in on to get us out of the two? I mean, we could touch on Arsenal, but it might be too positive for Arsenal to look on this part. Uh, Will doesn't think Martinelli's good, so we can't go to Arsenal. I think Martinelli is good. I stood by that before. What I said about Martinelli was, <laughs> and I still stand by it, was that at the time there was an inflated opinion of what Martinelli was. But he's still only twenty. Agreed, agreed. But I don't. Until a player is good, or until a player is great, you can't call him great. Until a player is good, you can't call him good. And people were like, people were putting Martinelli in the same bracket as some of these other players. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to hold our horses because he's like, what, the third best youngster at Arsenal alone? So let's just chill out. Yeah. I mean, no, we if we're doing Arsenal, Arsenal did what Arsenal do, which is beat teams who are worse than them. Yep. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what they're like against good teams. They, I mean, it is nice to see they are. They, hey? they beat Leeds four-one. Who, as we've discussed on this podcast, are relegation fodder, and quite frankly, have got more injury problems than anyone else you'd, you want to see. It was an impressive performance, yeah. But let's 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 not carve the name on the trophy soon, lads. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If they finish top four, I I, I might retire. All they, to, all they have to do is get faxed and wear masks and they'll be all right because the rest of the fucking league aren't doing it. <laughs> yeah, at least they'll play games then. Yeah. 
Uh, should we do Spurs? Spurs no, let's quickly. have a podcast before I get <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, damn, I've had enough. <laughs> hey, did it, did any of you two, did either of you two enjoy that match of the day was aptly named for once? Because it literally only had one match on that day. I haven't enjoyed match today since Alan Hansen left. <laughs> Let me tell you. But at least it lived up to its name for once. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, on a different tangent, I keep turning, I keep being in the room when like the one shows on or something. Jermaine Genus is yes. center on the oh fucking God, one show. And it's like the most like. But isn't Ronan Keating on that? He wasn't on this one. It was JJ. Yeah, I saw Genus Uso. I switched off immediately. One, because it was the one show. Two, because fucking Genus was on something else to drown my, like, bleed my ears. But the thing is, that's, like, like, that's like when you first turned on Holmes Under the Hammer and Dion Dublin was stepping It's there. not like that. It's not like that, because Dion Dublin's got charisma. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dion Dublin's great on that show, whereas JJ was just sat there going... Yeah, I see that, Alex. And he turns and he just does like whatever they do on there. They do all the one show. And he goes, he goes. If they're like, go, they cut from like a serious like, oh, Charlie was seven and she had a drug addiction or something like that. And then they turn and he goes, and here's Giles Brandriff talking about how an otter's built a house. And you're like, what the fuck is this show? And Jermaine Genus just fits in perfectly because you're just wondering why he's even got a career at this point. Absolute wazzock. Honestly, pure wazzock. Um. Yeah, let's 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 get out of it. Um, uh, before we get out of it, Dave's left the in around Christmas chat. No, he wasn't left. Well, he was kicked. Oh, he was kicked. Is there yeah. Dave left? He was he was um, kicked when he when he said he might not appear. I'll be confirm this tomorrow morning if I can attend, and if I can, I'll obviously fill out the form and I'll be there. <laughs> That's right. We're being COVID secure on our Skype calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually the, by, by the form he means the he means the uh, the thing that just lets us know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, we should probably talk about, it, shouldn't we? So uh, we will um, obviously you'll be hearing this episode will be coming out on the twenty first, and we will be doing a Christmas episode that comes out on the twenty fifth. So you've got one more from us, and then there will be another episode on the our usual day, which is the twenty eighth. But that will have that was be an episode that we filmed age filmed recorded ages ago. Um, that's all about um, who should win the Ballon d'Or in every year that wasn't named Ronaldo and Messi. Basically, it'll make sense when we get there. But that podcast was filmed a while ago, prior to this year's Ballon d'Or. So you might hear a few comments in there about Jorginho. Um, so just want to be aware for the Christmas special. Definitely confirmed to appearing, Mike. Confirmed to be appearing is me. <sighs> You, Pod Ross, and Henry Hot Wheels Hodgson. Um, and uh, there's a few Christmas-themed questions in there, but it's going to be kind of like a look back at the year. Um, will we hand out Wazak of the Year? Will we hand out Worst Take of the Year for the Around Pod? Um, yeah, I've been trawling through the episodes. I found five of the worst takes on the last year. You'll be pleased to know, Mike, that you don't feature. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly, one of them's me, two of them are Dave, and two of them are guest star Henry Hodgson. That's <laughs> so, so, like, you look at the ratio of episode appearances to bad takes for Henry, and they are through the roof. So, we'll be looking forward to that. Was it when he called Michael Keane quick? <laughs> He's got wheels, I believe he said. No, no 
No spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but in the meantime, Mike, if the people want to keep up with you to find out why you're vaxxed, uh, where can they do so? Yeah, if Twitter allows me to tweet about it, it's at Mikey Breslin. Dave, the people. If the people want to follow you so they can find out why you've had your booster, where can they do that? <laughs> it's at Dave Harris underscore 44. And if you want to follow me to find out why I've had my first, second and got my third jab booked in, you could do so at Will Hunt 17. But instead, you could also follow us at In and Around Pod, where we'll be renaming ourselves In and Around the Jab, because that's what you should fucking do. <laughs> um, in the meantime, um, you could listen to the betting podcast or you could do the sensible thing, which is to go and have your vaccine. Um <laughs> But we'll be back on the 25th for a Christmas special, which I can promise we probably won't talk about the vaccine because by then everyone who listens to this podcast will have got their vaccine because they're not fucking morons. Goodbye. <laughs>